anything that we can to worship him. Verse 36 of Luke, the seventh chapter, one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with them. He went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. Again, um, and in other portions of scripture, this house was of Simon the leper. What in the world are you doing going into leper's house and eating with them? <clears throat> I'm so glad that Jesus um, looked to those that are affected and those that are uh, um, messed up people and those that are hurting and those that that's what the scripture says he was here to do, to preach to the poor, to the gospel and uh, to heal those that are brokenhearted. Verse 37, Behold a woman in the city which was a sinner. How many are with her? When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment, stood at his feet behind him weeping. You know when God touches you, different emotions, different things swell up. One of the things that happens to me all the time when God touches me is I, 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 I just melt. And sometimes it's difficult to describe, but Sister Carolyn, I just stop and I just huddle down and I feel like, just this tall, and it's a good pressure from God. It's a rejoicing pressure from God, and then then the tears start flowing because we're never we're we're never worthy of the touch that the Master did to us. But I'm so glad that He touched us, and He touched me, and He continues to touch. Aren't you? When God touches you, it 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 it, it, it reacts differently to other people. Uh, you know, sometimes we just break out in tongues and sometimes we just fall on our knees and begin to weep. But it's a good thing when God touches you. I don't ever want to be familiar with that in a sense that, oh, that's just the presence of God. I don't ever want to be so uh, arrogant in such a way that I didn't really have experienced that. I don't need to experience it anymore. I need to experience the touch of God on my life every day and I look forward to that every time I built uh, every time I bend my knees and bow my head in prayer and every morning when I'm up in my prayer rocking chair talking to the Lord sometimes it's just a good cry that's why she got there had this box and just began to weep and the Bible says to wash his feet with tears and she did wipe them with the hairs on her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him, for she's a sinner. <laughs> I think Jesus does know. As a matter of fact, I know he knows. 
As a matter of fact, he knows what I go through. He knows what you go through. He knows what I mean it when I come to the altar and I bow my head in prayer and say, thank you, Jesus. And he knows when I'm just playing around and saying, okay, God, I got stuff to do. I'll see you later. There's a difference in worship. There's a difference when I mean something. There's a difference when I, when I can actually open my heart up and feel the presence and the touch of God on my house and on my life. There's a difference. Jesus answered unto him, said, Simon, I have somewhat to say to thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. One owed 500 pence and the other one 50. When they did nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him the most? Pretty simple. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. This is why. We should always, every time the doors are open, every time there's something scheduled, every time we get the chance to come into this house and sit together, the Bible says, in heavenly places, and every time we're blessed with musicians to just begin to worship something, you are needed there. Why? Because you need to tell the Lord how grateful you are for when he touched you 10 years ago. You need to thank him again for how long that he's been looking over you and watching over you and touching you day in and day out. I can't afford to just say, oh, well, it's another service. It's not another service. It's a chance for me to say thank you, Jesus. It's a chance for me to show you how worthy you are for touching me. Ha! I suppose to whom he forgave the most. He turned to the woman and said unto Simon, See this woman? I entered into your house, Simon, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman since the time I had come in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I don't know about you, but Jesus forgave a lot from Raj. I don't know about you, but there's some stuff that I'm so glad that he wiped away. I don't know about you, but I don't. I, I believe God that when he erased my sins, there's not there anymore. What sins are you talking about? What sins do you mean? I don't see anything. Why? Because he forgave me. Do you understand? I was a leper on the outside. I wasn't allowed in the city. I couldn't go back to my family. I couldn't live properly. Why? Because there was sin in my life. There was things that were keeping me from God because sin separates you from God. But when he, when he forgave it all, he erased it all, and now I can come boldly to him. Just like the animals. The 
just like Max and Molly, when they get home, got to touch them. They got to touch me. They're some crazy dogs. I pull in the driveway after work. Carrie lets them out the door. They got to get in the car. I don't know why. It's because I'm in there. Do you understand touch? Do you understand I got to get to Jesus? Do you understand that I, I, I've got to worship him? Do you understand that when the doors are open, I got to be there? You understand when the preaching goes forth, I got to be there because God's got something for me today. Do you understand that the word of God's going to go forth and God's got a word for you today? Do you understand when the altar's open for people to come and pray and worship and, 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 and forgive their sins and repent and be baptized? That it's always there and I've got to get there to do it. Why? Because he's forgiven me so much and he's put me back in the right place that I belong. He said to her, your sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgives sin also? He said to the woman, your faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. What a prayer meeting that was. What a worship time that was. We owe a lot to this lady with this alabaster box. I'm so glad that she's in the Bible. I'm so glad. Other part of the scripture says that she'll be preached and taught all throughout the world of the things that she's done. What does she point and what does she show us? If you stand with me, I'll be finished here. She shows us true worship. True worship. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. That you worship in spirit and truth. She shows us that no matter what, I gave everything, my entire life saves, I gave everything to come and to worship you. But here's the most important part about the lessons that she would point to us and show us is that she's not intimidated by other people. That's the, that's the other book that, I'm, that I've started reading on is, is Crushing Intimidation. Intimidation will keep you from, from putting God in his rightful place in your life because you think too much of other people's thoughts of what they think of you. That's what kept me from an altar when I was a teenager. I didn't want people to think that I was crazy boy. I didn't want people to think that I was a real sissy. I didn't want people to think, well, Rods, what are you crying for? Guys don't cry. It's a macho thing. But you know what? That intimidation kept me from receiving the Holy Ghost earlier. It just did. And don't let other people intimidate you so that you don't go into that place. It's not a normal thing what this lady did at Simon's house. It's not a normal thing that day. When Jesus said, hey, leper, come here, let me touch you. What other people say and think about you because you're worshiping God doesn't really matter. That's the lesson that you learn from here. It doesn't matter. You don't understand. I was a leper. You don't understand. That's why in the other example of the lepers in the Bible where Jesus healed ten of them and nine of them took off but only one came back. He said, thank you. He's the one that's whole. He's the one that has all of his fingers and all of his toes. He's the one that, that, that looks normal 
I used to be a leper. That's why I look this way. Used to be a sinner. That's why I look this way. But you know what? When I thank God, things are things get patched back. And nobody can tell. Why? Because Jesus touched me. I am no longer a leper, no longer a sinner, because God has touched my life. Let's worship the Lord, can we?